0: Two, one, two, three, four. Hey, y'all! This is Seba, the Southern Fried Witch. And we have a very special interview going on today. Today, y'all, I thought we would talk about what it's like to have a friend who's not a witch and vice versa. Let me introduce you to my friend. Hey, Jess. Hey, how you doing? She is from, also from Maine, correct?
1: I'm originally from upstate New York. But I've been in Maine for most of my life.
0: It's really pertinent to begin with how we met, and how we met was, Jess, do you want to tell them how we met, or should I? I mean, I I was in graduate school,
1: and you were a professor of mine, and and I got to be in two of your classes. I always say that you're the bookends of my graduate program.
0: And, of course, we were professional then. You were also one of my favorite students. I'm not going to lie about that, but...
1: Well, well you were professional. Right. <laughs> I was a
0: feral rascal, apparently. <laughs> and this is how we talk to each other, everybody. Yeah, you were a little feral, which, you know, makes me really happy. Because yeah. if you're not thinking outside of the box, I'm bored. But also, I think I pushed you a little, which I don't know if it's really fair to do that. But Oh, you pushed me a lot. Yeah, there it is.
1: (laughs) But you did it in a way that that challenged me in a really nice way. It was never criticism. It was an amazing way of pushing me. And it made me want to work harder. I remember I was telling my mom how much I liked you as a professor because you made me work harder. And my mom was like, yeah, that just doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) <laughs> Cause she <laughs> she knows I like to work to a certain level. I mean, some things I like I work hard for, but yeah, you you got me to want to work harder, and and it helped my whole program. So,
0: well, and then you know what? I think when we were talking about me interviewing you for a podcast on what it's like to have a witch friend, and I think I'm am I the first witch friend that you knew of that was a close friend? <laughs>
1: people use that terminology, but I never quite really believed it. So you're the first friend that I actually believe, which makes me sound
0: like an asshole. But you know, there it is. I like it though. I mean, honesty is, you know, what we got here, right? You and I anyway, so. Right. Well, have you noticed any differences in being a friend with a witch as there as compared to just a, a friend with I don't know, someone who's really religious or someone who's agnostic or whatever?
1: certainly somebody who's really religious because I'm not friends with people who are really religious because they tend to want to shove their agenda down my throat. And you've met me and I'm not a fan of anybody forcing something on me. And you're not, I mean, you're not like that. And in fact, there was a point where you were not saying anything about it, and I told you I didn't think that was fair, because it wasn't giving you space in our friendship.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I really did think that this podcast was going to be about that beautiful relationship that we have traversing over differences of religion or that thereof. But I'm suddenly feeling like, and you know our conversations do this all the time, that maybe... (sighs) I want to talk about healthy friendship. Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You want to go off-road with me, babe?
1: Well, yeah, and it covers the, all of that anyway because you're being witch my not believing in it, anything particularly. Well, that's not true, but you know what I mean. Anything, uh, well, I make up my own beliefs, right? Yeah. But all of that, all navigating all of that and how you and I do that, all of that is about a healthy relationship.
0: Well... <laughs> We share so much already, you know, we, yeah. we share the love of gardening, the love of things that are farmerish, <clears throat> And yeah,
1: things that are alive, I
0: mean, right?
1: nature, yeah.
0: And it's been so much fun, honestly, you know, just starting out the friendship, we lean so much into that sort of difference between what I'm growing down here in the South and what you're growing up there in the North and your season being shorter and how things work. I remember, you know, being shocked by groundhogs. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, because I, uh, I groundhog proof my garden.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're fairly shocked on how large our mosquitoes get. But and <laughs> <laughs> our flying roaches, but...
1: I went to Florida as a kid. I've seen some big cockroaches, but, yeah, I mean, it's a whole... It's a very... It's in a different world, for sure. I'm almost in Canada, and you're almost in the
0: tropics, so... <laughs> yeah, I think they call us subtropical, but, yeah. You're right, yeah yeah. 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 But as to healthy friendship, I mean, I think it does start with, usually, some sort of shared something, you know? Whether that be well, think, go ahead, I just think that we have a lot of shared things, mm-hmm.
1: I mean certainly the growing of things was was a big part of it, but we even came into it having a shared well, uh, yeah, love love of, liter- mm-hmm. love of literature and and even that past experience, even though we're very much different now together than <laughs> than when I was your student
0: although we are kind of close in age, we're not. You know, yeah. 20 yeah, years apart. Four,
1: yeah, we're four years apart, that's
0: all. Yeah. Four years apart. And I think a lot of people focus on their differences. You know, the fact that we are, you know, country mouse, city mouse, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, I'm in a monogamous relationship with a man, and you're a lesbian, a beautiful lesbian. it have been single
1: for 24
0: years. Single yeah. for 24 years, so that's a difference there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we got into the the difference in, I don't know, religion, spirituality, whatever. But instead of focusing on all those differences, we just sort of focused on the wonders in between and that space in between. Yeah. Which is a wonderful <laughs> place to be. I love playing there with you.
1: Yeah. And even our demeanor, you're fire. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm a slow burn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But I think that, I think that balances each other out, though, that we,
0: you get me a little fired up and I get you calmer. You know what I mean? There's that beautiful balance in that. I agree. Well, what would you say, um, you know, it's a conversation, so what would you say is the healthiest thing about this friendship? Because, look, both you and I, Honey Bunny, have had rough friendships in the past. I know yeah. right, toxic, narcissistic, difficult, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, but ours is just oh my gosh it it works, but we work on it, so i don't I don't know, I mean, where do we even begin to discuss why it works so well?
1: Well, I think that's actually pretty easy, yeah to, to point to point out, I mean, um, I really think it's about how open we both are and willing to be in it and work on it together. We don't run away from the tough stuff. Not that we have much tough stuff to deal with, but, and it took me a minute to open up to you, which you know because, you know, I I, I have those walls up. But yeah, I just think it's that that we're both committed to it and wanting to hear the other person, what
0: Mm -hmm. their
1: truth is, even if it's something that doesn't feel good, that we're going to sit in it and consider it and discuss it. It doesn't become the love is never off the table. You know, that's never a bargaining chip that we are.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I think what was missing in my past friendships, if I can go there, was a lot of lack of boundary. Mm-hmm. While I find it really cool that we don't need too many of them um, between the two of us, it's not as I guess it's not as critical. They're they're there, but they're not. They're permeable. <laughs> They're well, not... And I, and, and I think that if
1: either one of us needed to set a boundary, that the other person would hear it and honor
0: it. Right. We, we were on the phone yesterday and we came up with safe words and it was funny and, <laughs> <laughs> in, and in an endearing kind of way, you know, the idea of safe words that if we felt pushed or triggered in any way, we would sort of say that, funny, we're not going to tell you what they are, but funny, happy <laughs> little safe words so that it wouldn't feel, I don't know, um, angry well, or confrontational. Right, or that knee-jerk
1: defensive that I tend to have. And and it's just, you know, blurting out a random word that we've agreed on is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a, in a moment when we were not feeling triggered or pushed or pressured we came up with that idea. So that when if we're ever in that position, we've already got something set up. Yeah. So there so there won't be hurt feelings and feeling scared.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we've only had maybe one little blip in the road and it was, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. it, it had, had to happen so that we could get even closer, so that we could kind of understand where we were in this friendship and didn't mean as much to the other person, you know?
1: And it and it was a mere misunderstanding. And I had to just put on my big girl britches to say it out loud.
0: Yeah, but what's really important, don't you think, is that we were able to say, regardless of whether or not this is real, regardless of whether or not you meant to say this or do this or whatever, I'm still in this place with this feeling. And to me... It's a freedom I've never had before in a friendship where I could say, I'm really in this place and I want you to hear that I'm not telling you that you put me here. I'm saying that I'm I'm dealing with it and even though it's happening between us, I need my friend, yeah. <laughs> I, you know. And, yeah, no, that, there's a, there was a safety even in that uncomfortable. hmm yeah. Yeah, Trump. yeah. Well, I by the way, we can cuss on this podcast and I think it, you were telling me yesterday it's I wrote to you and said you can't fuck up with me or something.
1: Oh, and you just made me cry. <laughs> because yes, it's exactly what you said. Oh, no, you you wrote, you know you can't fuck up with me, right? <laughs> and I just I just sat on my porch and cried for a minute and then I texted you back. I was like, "Yeah, sorry, I just had to cry for a minute." <laughs>
0: And, and because, you know, that wasn't what I was trying to do, but it was really important that I said it because you had also dealt you know, with toxic friendship.
1: Well, and that crying was a, oh, shit, she, she is really letting me be in this, that mm-hmm. you were holding space for me and that it wasn't conditional. I mean, if I abused you, then it's conditional, of course, but I would never, I don't abuse people, but you gave me something that I had very little of in my life. And that's why I sat there and cried, because it was like my little, you know, my little hurt little girl inside
0: Yeah,
1: was getting soothed
0: Yeah, and told that she was safe. And, man, he's like, getting kicked in the gut in a good way. <laughs> I mean, if she can get kicked in the gut in a good way, but... Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. I think it's significant to, you know, share with everybody that we have not met in person. Right. <laughs> that we are this close, that we talk... I don't know, several times a week if we can, and mean so much to each other, but we have not actually seen each other yet. I'm going to say yet.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a yet. That's a big yet. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because my girl here is, uh, yeah, way up there in the north and and has a job, and I'm way down here in the south, and I think I'm terrified of cold weather. She's terrified of hot, so... (laughs)
1: Well, and let's not forget my panic disorder and agoraphobia. Just throw that
0: right in there. Well, let's just throw that right in there. Let's be more honest. Mine, I've got panic and agoraphobia. <laughs> more than I mean, yeah, we're we are a fucking pair for sure. We are a fucking pair. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if people were to see us, I don't think they would think we were the same. You know, I don't. I'm I'm this tea tiny little. You oh know. no,
1: we are like. Yeah, I think if people met us separately, mm-hmm. then we told them how close we were.
0: They'd be like, ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it works out for us. And, um, you know, some of the things I left behind when I developed this friendship with you were, I mean, it was some of the trauma that I'd had with other friends, which I want to help other people. You know, that's one of the things I really uh, kind of focus on. And,. How I do it is simply just share what I've been through to a certain extent, what I feel comfortable sharing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've been through was friends that would compete with me, friends that would try to control me, friends that would bring up something private about me that I'd shared with them and use it against me in an argument. And I always felt like I wasn't in control of myself in a friendship. And while a lot of people talk about control as a bad thing, I do believe I need that for myself. You know, not the friendship, but for myself and my own autonomy. And I would get out of balance, and they would be fully in charge of a friendship. And it well, t- that's
1: about your agency,
0: don't you think? Totally, no more agency at that point.
1: And so that is power and control about your life,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, and I do deserve to have that.
1: Yeah, Um, you do.
0: Yeah, but, you know, it took me some years to understand that those sorts of systems of control and those sorts of systems of, I don't know, really toxic relations between two women or any gender, honestly, but for me it was always with women that those weren't normal, that those don't have to be the norm, that I don't even have to participate in those. I can just completely walk away from them. Right. I don't know about you. What were your experiences? Do you have anything to add on what you experienced before?
1: Well, as you know, a year ago, I met somebody and we were being friends for like four months and then she lost her absolute shit. And turns out she was a really good narcissist because I was suspecting something near the end there but she really rocked she shook me I think I think that's how you had phrased it at the time because you didn't know what was going on at the time we weren't you and I weren't that close yet Mm -hmm. and I think even that awful horrible incident is what helped you and I get closer yeah reached out you reached out to me and asked me what was going on And it shook, and it did, it shook me really hard because it was like, holy crap, my father's a narcissist and I still can't identify them, you know, but they're good at what they do, you know. But the second that she couldn't control me anymore is when she flipped out. So, yeah, I've had, a lot of my life has been certain types of people not accepting me for who I am or misreading my gentleness, I think, or my kindness, I don't know. I've seen it happen with my mother as well, where people think that that means that we're like a welcome mat and they can just push us around. I'm like, no, it just means that we're gentle people. And but there's a limit. Once I get cornered, right? Um, I don't, I don't want to have to use
0: my big girl voice. Mm-hmm. I never, I never want to have to do that. Really uncomfortable for me, and it terrifies me. And part of that's from my early yeah. childhood trauma, but
1: part of it is because it's exhausting. I've already, if I've set a boundary, if I've verbalized a boundary, yeah, I expect somebody to respect that or even ask questions or something. But certain people in my life have just pushed, pushed, pushed until I, I always say, don't make me be an asshole. <laughs>
0: No, really, don't make anyone... No, that, that's... No. <laughs>
1: and, the, and the truth is, nobody can make me be anything, but right. um, there's a point where I can't step back anymore, and I'm going to come out and be a bit rough, I think. Um, never... Physically, you know, yeah, I know. Never even, like, call a person names or anything. Just tell them to fucking step off or
0: <laughs> So,
1: yeah, yeah, I've had uh, a lot of difficult things, particularly with... Well, my father and, and girlfriends or lovers, but I also have some amazing friendships, people who do see me and accept me for who I am. And, well, I was thinking about why we click, why, how, or not how we connected, but how we do connect. Okay. So I'm atheist, right? I don't believe in God. I don't believe in any kind of higher power. hmm i you're a pagan and, and a witch, yeah. But what I found early on when I when I found your podcast when we had become friends but not close yet, yeah. and I was listening to your podcast and I just kept I mean it blew my mind it's like, holy shit, we have so much in common about how we see the world and how we treat the world and how our sensibilities are very similar, our moral compasses are I think are right on I mean so the, those Connectors, you know, it's that whole spider web thing, right? Um we have so many connective Yeah, I can't think
0: of the words. It doesn't matter. Hey, by the way, anybody's listening, that sound is the main wind blowing over her phone.
1: Oh, can you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my porch for a minute. Yeah, yeah that's okay. I'm um,
0: just making sure they know.
1: That's... Okay. And the wind actually calmed down. It was like twenty miles an hour, which is not too windy and cause it gets Quite windy when you're surrounded
0: by water. But I'm loving what you're talking about here because I want to tell you, and I think I've told you before, but to go in even deeper with you on this, so many people, specifically Christians, bless them, bless them. I've got a lot of good friends that are Christian, but still, bless them because so many think pagans and witches, which are not necessarily the same thing, it just happens to be the truth for me. Are all the same. And <laughs> we all went to the yeah, same it, high school. It, 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 it's all drum circles and, and, and dancing around fires naked, right? Right, right. You know how I am. You know I'm always running around naked. Um, The truth so is... I, 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 I could probably be convinced to run around a fire naked. but
1: <laughs> not, not with many
0: witnesses, though. And you know what? No shade, y'all, because that is fun. So no shade, no shade, no shade. <laughs> But oh yes right yeah In all honesty I've run a tribe for over 11 years and the tribe was fairly family friendly and also I had kids and so eh, there was not a lot of naked you know <laughs> Regretfully I mean I would love to to please the masses and make it look ever so much more sexy and deadly and dark but no it was more blue jeans and tank tops and <laughs> sweet tea. Again, not that I see anything wrong with that, but I think specifically conservative people will twist this kind of idea and see us as, you know, we're drinking baby blood and uh, goat tears and, and cutting off, uh, you know, a dead man's toe. And
1: A friend of mine, she and I were talking about you recently. No oh, good. Um, and you know which friend I'm talking about. Um, and she was talking about that a lot of pagans and witches she knows are about coexisting with nature, and that's how I've sort of lived, just how I just developed in the world. I just I want to coexist, and so I just liked that phrasing of it because that's how you live. I mean, your farm, yeah, it's just it's
0: sustainable. Yeah. you are literally coexisting with nature. Yeah, my groundhog
1: proofing my garden so that they're not eating my garden but they can eat out of my compost bin and i can sit there and watch their cute fuzzy butts that's you know because <laughs> i think well i won't speak for you but i'm i'm a human being but i'm not the end-all be-all on this planet or the could of the worst thing that ever happened to this planet so
0: mm-hmm.
1: so anything i can do to to lessen that impact yeah and <clears throat> and i don't think i'm better than that chubby groundhog out there (laughs) (laughs) Um, and i think that that you and i that's one of those things that we did yeah and 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 was listening to your podcast and even getting to know you better i was seeing well it, it was the first time that i've actually really been fascinated by well your type of witching and paganism and paganism makes sense to me if you're gonna have a religion I it I,
0: is about living with the. With yeah, the I don't think paganism um, has to be a religion. I think it can kind of be a state of being, you know?
1: Right, yeah. <clears throat> or or, or just call it a
0: belief system. Mm-hmm. That,
1: right, that doesn't necessarily have that primary mover. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that some people believe in that, in paganism, but, but still it comes down. Essentially, when you strip everything away, it comes down to. Literally just being it and trying to cause no harm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where, you know, it would be so wonderful for other people like you to be able to accept people where they're at. But being able to meet people where they're at is critical and, you know, not feeling as if you have to mm-hmm. grapple down their religious viewpoints or their spirituality mm-hmm. or change it. To make it more comfortable for you just to accept it.
1: Admittedly, because I, I mean, I am human after all, and when I f- found out, you know, when I did a little Facebook stalking, or, or no, I did a little internet stalking <laughs> uh, of you, um, which, when I told you that early on you laughed, which is good, because I wasn't apologizing. So when I found out that you're a witch, my brain went, uh oh. <laughs>
0: Preconceived ideas. Yeah, I mean, we all have them.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, People who have used that term, and I understand that there's a whole spectrum there. Right. um, Of witchy things. Oh Um, yeah. But unfortunately, some of the people I have met in the past it just made me roll my eyes, and and that's a huge and that's judgment, and and I'm willing to admit that it's judgment. And so when I learned that about you, I was like, oh crap.
0: Damn it! I really liked her, and now I gotta be careful. Oh my, yeah, I was like, "Oh shit!" Is she just batshit crazy? That's what a lot of people <laughs> think. So,
1: which is sort of ironic that I'm making that judgment, but that's okay. Um, but I I decided to well not be a judgmental asshole and and really look at you, see who you were.
0: You know, it's it's that you're right about the word spectrum. It's Significantly diverse. I mean, you can be pagan and be an atheist. You can be a pagan <laughs> atheist. Let's see. You can, you know, believe in a pantheon and worship that pantheon. You can believe in the Great Mother. There is a faction of pagans called Christopagans, I think, who don't want to let go of Jesus, and that's fine, but they still have a pagan sensibility about the world. We are as diverse, if honestly, if not more diverse.
1: Well, I think there's probably potentially more. Um, damn it, I can't think of the word. I think there's some flexibility in
0: mm-hmm. the
1: nature the nature of paganism
0: mm-hmm.
1: would allow for more creativity or, or even abstract thinking.
0: Yeah, there there really is. We're Except, not. Yeah.
1: And, and I believe Jesus was a person
0: mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I think he said some really nice things.
0: Yeah, he was um, cool. Mm-hmm.
1: So even the even pagans who believe in Jesus, well, I mean, I don't believe he's the Son of God, but he was a, he was a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> um,
0: I love him too. I think he's really cool. <laughs> so I'm one of those, you know, witches who doesn't... Well, and and uh, I even understand why people wanted to kill him. He was saying things that they didn't want to hear. That, he was saying words was they didn't understand, you know, Eddie Izzard, right? They had said words yeah. I didn't understand, beat him with sticks. But um, so are we. So are witches these days and so are pagans yeah. and... You know, um, I find it saddening to to me, in my heart. I find it, you know, there's a little grief there that any of us would be immediately cast aside or josh, when the truth is that most of the pagans and witches I've met are at way more liberty to carve out their identities. We're way less policed by dogma mm-hmm. and um, organized religion. So... There's a lot of assumptions people make about who or what we are or what we do. Um, The Mm -hmm. difference, like, for instance, between my beautiful Wudan sisters and brothers and what I do, it's not that vast, but it's it's fairly large still. Mm -hmm. In, you know, Wicca, all of my Wiccan sisters and brothers and... Yep. I'm not Wiccan and I love them and that's working for them and that's what I find really cool about this particular path is you can really have your own, we used the word earlier, agency and autonomy and carve your identity out and still worship something, whether that's, you know, or maybe not even worship, just revere something and have a spirituality. Mm-hmm. See, I like that word, revere. Yeah, me too.
1: That, t- that takes something out of it that... Worship, does does, not,
0: yeah, it worship feels Yeah. Does, worship doesn't sit well with me. It always feels so servitude. I don't know. I, yeah, I was going to say subservient. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and
1: also, it gives away your agency, doesn't it?
0: I will never the rest of my life, bless everybody who gets mad at me, I will never kneel again, not to a male God. I cannot... You know, you look at what I went through, um, all the rapes I've been through and, and the abuse and the domestic violence, I this is, if I had to do that and that was my only option, I'm not sure I'd make it. So, mm-hmm. you know, we all know that I worship the Great Mother and mm-hmm. sort of this goddess idea, but. Which is why you love me so. much. Oh yeah, cause you're my you're my beautiful big bear. Um, and oh, I've told the world now. Um, <laughs> you're my beautiful big bear. I, I already told my mom, so it's okay. <laughs> you know, and like you said the other day, you are Venus of Willendorf. So I, uh,
1: I do have that body type. That is true.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a miniature, uh, <laughs> attempting to <laughs> become. Well, I- and I think it's a, pro- isn't that German?
1: And I think that's, yeah. that's also, uh. I think that's also uh, makes sense. Cause, cause I've got quite a bit of a German ancestry in me.
0: So. Yeah. I remember finding, I mean, there's so much I've, I've always done, but then in school and uh, at the university, I found goddess theology. And it was just, it was like opening up pandora's box for me (laughs) you know to be able to to sink now listen i i want to i want to couch this correctly because to me what i'm about to say is not exactly the same as worship but to be able to sink to my knees and know i'd be safe to know i'd have this mother love this um well
1: that's there's a difference
0: there yeah yeah.
1: there's a there's a
0: Hmm. It's that You 2 song, isn't it? Um, you want to learn how to touch the sky. Better fall on your knees. I don't think I got that but, exactly right, but who cares? But but, but
1: with the, uh, let's say the Mother Earth goddess or whatever, if, well, I don't believe in it, you know that, but...
0: I know, and, but you're being really respectful, but, and I love you.
1: But but to kneel to that wouldn't be giving your agency
0: away. Because no. the
1: Mother Earth earth goddess would not ever take it no he would that would be a giving situation it would be
0: a receiving yeah
1: yeah so it's a whole different
0: and honest pay. yeah and i see this in other. it's not, it's not genif- is it geneflecting or genif- i never get that pronunciation oh shit Maybe gen- i've had a glass of wine i don't know but i'm <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we've got so many English degrees. (laughs) I'm not perfect and I do not pretend to be. I am not grabbing my ego and slamming around words today. Um, But I do want to say that. I think it's kind of reflecting, I think. I think it is. But I want to say that I've seen this feeling in other people, whether or not, and, and, and totally cool, but whether or not they believe the way I believe. Which I think is really important to be able to see the sacred in someone else. Whether or not it is your form of whatever. Mm -hmm. But I've seen someone cry at a tree. I've seen someone Mm -hmm. kneel in the grass and put their hands there and feel better about whatever they're going through. Because they leaned into it. And that's still the sacred. I've also seen Christians pray with all of their heart and soul, meaning every word. And that's sacred. I've seen a Muslim pray because my my beautiful son, his best friend, Omar, uh, when he was very young, we had to find, I think, is it the East? We had to find the East and our um, kitchen during Ramadan So that he could put out his uh, prayer rug and it turned out it was my uh, stove. So, you know, that was the direction in which we went, Mm -hmm. but it was sacred. And I, you know, for me to recognize the sacred in another human being without wanting to control or morph or twist it into some kind of form that I can accept makes what I believe in more sacred. Yeah, and and, and for me, the only thing I care about, ultimately, is are you a dick or not?
1: (laughs) 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 Are you a kind person? That's what I care about. And I don't care what people believe in, whether I agree with it or not. If you're a kind person, then that's what matters to me. I text texted you during Samhain, right?
0: Yeah, I love that you learned the word. I love you so much. And I sent
1: you a text because I was thinking about you that day and I sent you a text and I said, even though I don't believe in it, I would love to celebrate this with you just for the joy of it.
0: Aw, yeah. To,
1: just to be part of it with you. And I didn't think that you would care that I didn't believe in it. Not at all.
0: It, Not at all. You know? Not and at I all. And I know
1: that If I were on your property around the fire with you and your family, that it would just be incredible. And it would be spiritual, even though I don't
0: believe in... I am very spiritual, just not in any... You don't put yourself in any kind of particular category.
1: I'm just Jess.
0: And I (laughs) love just Jess. So, yeah, and I think that when we attempt to... Put somebody else in a box, or we, you know, I love what you're saying because so many people would not do that. They would say it would make me feel uncomfortable. You know, I sometimes I feel like they think it's contagious or something.
1: Well, well and even um, I'm of Jewish ancestry. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm Jewish last name, Blah look. Beautiful. Um, I wasn't raised in the religion, although my DNA says I am.
0: You're Jewish. right. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Uh But I had a friend years ago, well, I I actually have many Jewish friends, but a friend years ago who was talking about Passover and was asking if I would like to join them. And I was like, well, fuck yeah.
0: (laughs) I love you say (laughs) what
1: I mean, because it's about sharing, isn't it? It's all about sharing.
0: Well, it's an honor. It's an honor.
1: It's an honor. Well, right? It's an honor to be asked, but also I learned something about my heritage at the same time. Yeah, why wouldn't I want to understand that thing? Mm-hmm. I've, I've worked with many Muslim people and I ask them questions and I've gone through several Ramadans <laughs> with my Muslim friends and worry about them because they're not eating from,
0: you know, sun up to sundown. And, oh, and oh and- girl, I'm southern. I worry myself sick. <laughs> I used to well, chase Omar around and making sure he's okay because I was so scared.
1: I'm Okay, sweetheart, I'm a
0: cook. Right. I think I'm
1: not, you think I'm not worried about them?
0: You're terrified.
1: I was working with this woman who was like 98 pounds, and I kept a, half an eye on her all day long because I thought she was going down. She didn't have enough body fat out of her to, to get through Ramadan,
0: I thought. Well, but, and, and, and boy, what a miracle it is every time. And, and here's and, the thing. And, and, and I know they're pushing their bodies for a reason. And they're
1: part of, you know, but I am I am fascinated by people's
0: belief systems. But and, and what I'm not hearing you ever say is, I'm not hearing you even allude to the fact that you're threatened by anybody's spirituality or religious beliefs.
1: Well, see, why would I be? That's a ridiculous idea. I'm not saying you're ridiculous. Right,
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Um,
1: how could I possibly be threatened if... I know what I
0: believe. That's what I've always said. You know, I used to (laughs) teach at a university, as you well know, which we won't say the name of. And I remember so many of the conservative, now I'm in Alabama, some of the conservative Republican babies that would go there would get really upset about some of the books I would teach. And (laughs) I would always say to them, you know, here's the thing, if you are right and your convictions of everything, why would you be worried about hearing about something else? It
1: does it matter.
0: What? <laughs> I mean, and back to control, you know, back to the idea of control. Don't let in another idea that your convictions can't handle. <laughs> you I mean, know. just
1: because, what, 70 or 80% of the world is heterosexual, does that make me not a lesbian? No. Because... Oh. So
0: I remember my mama telling me that that stuff was contagious. Now,
1: your mother, like my father,
0: mm-hmm. is an
1: unreliable
0: narrator. Oh my gosh! I've never even thought of it that way. That's brilliant. I do love her, but yeah, unreliable uh, I, I, narrator. Yeah. Oh, I, th- oh I, th- I thought I had talked about that with you before. Oh my gosh! No, I love it. It's it's uh <laughs> it's going and, in my next so, book. And go further <laughs> with
1: that meaning. All those ideas she put in your head when you were a child,
0: mm-hmm. that's unreliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, everybody, can you hear her? This is one of the reasons I love this woman. Yeah. Somebody who reaches into my past and touches the head of that little girl that everyone said was no good and says, you know, they're all saying bullshit. You're really important, and that's a real friend, you know? Somebody who kind of heals the child you were a little bit. I mean, to some extent, that's what you do when you say things like that to me. Okay, here you go. Now you can have it recorded. Oh, boy.
1: You're a a good girl.
0: You're trying to make me cry on a podcast.
1: (laughs) Nah, just loving you.
0: And so are you, baby. you said he wanted it recorded, so there you go. Oh, I didn't know it'd be on my own pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, you got to be careful what you wish for, right? (laughs) And what they don't know is that gals our age can still carry trauma. And (sighs) yeah, and and, and we find each other and reach out and heal the little girls that we were little boys as well, and little undetermined. But yes, you know yes. whatever they are, because it it's the most unsacred thing you can do to take away the spirit of a child. That's the most unsacred thing I believe you can do. Of course, there's another one, and it's hurt a dog, but we won't go into that. So, <laughs> and next trees, I could go on and on. You know, I'm a horrible <laughs> hippie. Here I am being a hippie. All right, here's the thing. Um, I was gifted by a lovely midwife a uh, spiritual healing session, which I don't even know what that means, really. And it's starting in about 25 minutes, and we're going to have to close down.
1: <laughs> well, good news, because uh, this spiritual healing was free.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. The hell it was. I'm calling you tomorrow. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway I love you so much and thank you for being on the podcast and talking about healthy friendships and it's um, my pleasure and thank you for being my friend uh, it's no, mattered more than you'll ever know I think we're at, at an equal place on that one sweetie that's all we need alright well this is Seba signing off and I'll see you guys next week blessed be Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.